Hello everyone and welcome back to the Underground Mess Hall, Finn McHale here. And today, we've got another chapter review of Record of Ragnarok, Chapter 57, Chiyo. So before we get started, a couple of things. I'm doing some laundry and some other chores right now, so there might be some extra background noise a little bit more than usual. I'm going to try to mitigate that as much as usual. And second, there's going to be some more Chinese names and words that show up in this chapter. I'm going to try my best to pronounce them. I'm not very familiar with the language, so please bear with me and thank you. Now, the chapter opens up when the narrator talks about who Chiyo is and how he's this being that's appeared in various forms across the myths and records of ancient China. And so he gives us two examples. In the Shanghai Jing, he's this ox-headed monster with four eyes and six arms. And in the Shu Ji, he's this god of battle with a bronzed head and an iron brow who ate metals and stones. To the people of Shi, though, he's revered as this god of war or militaries, and he invented the five tools of war. The crossbow, the sword, the halberd, the spear, and armor. If this sounds familiar, this is because... These are the fighting styles of Chiyo, which Xin Xin Huang is employing in the battle against Hades right now. And so, their narrator pulls a classic record of Ragnarok, you know, is this really the truth? No. We find out in the world of Record of Ragnarok, in ancient China, kings didn't become kings through their own effort. They were permitted to be kings by the demon god Chiyo. And we get an image of him, and he's this oversized human, and he has these horns, Kind of like Jirachi from Pokemon, but mainly the side ones and a little bit thinner and not the center one. He has that, like, you know, divine and noble headpiece that he's wearing. He has a beard that looks like it's made of these long celebration tassels. And, you know, he's got claws and he's wearing uh, some kind of ceremonial skirt or whatever it is. And his right arm is all wrapped up. We find out, though, that written in the Shiji, the records of the Grand Historian... In the 26th year of Shi Huang, 220 BC, this is when Xin unified all of China and overthrew and unified the six warring states. So when he does this, he ascends Mount Tai alone in order to perform this rite in order to receive the mandate of heaven, the rite of Feng and Shan. And this is to pay homage to Chiyo, the god of militaries. But then the narrator goes on and says, what was the rite of Feng and Shuan? And just what sort of ceremony was this? And what took place at the summit of Mount Tai? And thus, we switch to Xin Xin Wang in order to understand what happened. So he walks up to Chi Yo holding this coffin-like thing across these, well, not across, but in between these piles of skeletons and skulls and bones. And we see Chi Yo eating a human. And he says, oh, you've come at last. You know, you're the king of Xin. You're the one who overthrew the six warring states. We get his name card and we get to see him in much more, you know, form. He's got these markings and his horns. You know, they're much more elaborately decorated. He points out that Shin is very young, and he says, Your courage is admirable. All the other kings that came before you, they trembled the mere sight of me. And he starts laughing. And he says, No matter, you know, offer up 10,000 of your people kneel before me. I'll allow you to rule as emperor, king among kings. Shin just goes, Oh, a sacrifice. I've already seen to it. So Chiyo's like, Oh, what clever thinking. Shin then throws the coffin and it erupts with this, what looks like to be a person, However, Chiyo recognizes what it is and goes, what's the meaning of this, this figure of clay? And so Shin responds and says, this is the soil of Shin. It's most delicious. Eat your heart's fill. He's trying to get a fast one over Chiyo, but it doesn't work. He eats the dirt, spits it out, and it's disgusting. Also, when he grabbed the terracotta soldier, a third arm came out behind him. 
And so he has a third arm. We'll find out he has more really soon. And so Chio goes on to try and admonish him saying, you know, he's like, without my divine admittance, you're never going to control China. You little man, you need to submit to me. All others have. However, Shin just goes, Buhao, which means I disapprove. And this catches Chio off guard. Shin basically says, before I kneel to anyone as hideous as you, you know, your face, your voice, and your attitude, I'm going to choose death. So Chio gets really upset and he says, do you not understand that you're saying this to a god? And Shin just replies, are you really a god or just a man-eating beast? And then he says, all the kings before me were not kings, I'll defeat you and become the king where it all began. Chio erupts in anger and three more arms fall out behind him for a max of six and tells him to cease his insolence. The narrator goes on to say this battle lasted for six whole days until Shin emerged victorious. And we see, you know, his horns are broken. Chiyo's defeated. His tongue splayed out, beaten and bloodied. At that moment, the history of China passed into the hands of Shin Shin Huang. And thus, that's what happened at the summit of Mount Tai. And in the 28th year of Shi Huang, the king of Shin, you know, performed the rite of Feng and Shuan and excuse me, Feng and Shan. And thus took on the title of Shin Shin Huang. We cut back to the fight and so Gel is amazed at the technique that Shin used last fight. You know, the heavenly hand of defense armor mode. And thus she can't believe that it sent Hades flying. However, she then asked Brunhilde what exactly that was. Brunhilde goes on to explain that it's one of the techniques that Shin Shin Huang mastered in the midst of battle with Chi Yo. The ultimate martial art derived from the five different fighting styles, which he named Chio after the demon. Then we cut to Ares, and he's explaining, you know, it's just like back then, you know, before I realized it, he threw me. You know, this is the same thing he's doing to Hades. At first, when I read this, I was kind of confused, because I'm like, what does he mean the same thing? Hermes goes on to explain what's actually happening is, he's deflecting the energy of Hades' attack, and then immediately sending it back to him. Ares realizes to his horror that... That means Hades is taking his own power, not Shin's. At the same time, Hermes kind of comments and saying, you know, you know, it's easy to say, but he doesn't know of any human or god that could pull off a feat like this against Hades. So we cut back to the fight then, at least into the arena, and Hades gets up, and Shin just like, oh, so you're still in the fight, Lord of the Netherworld? So he goes in, and Shin, Shin Huang, you know, is listening to Hades go on and ask him, you know, tell me one thing. What in your eyes makes a king? Shin responds and he says, it's one who never doubts, never yields, never relies, and always stands as the leader of his people. That's what makes a king. This catches Hades off guard because it reminds him of Poseidon. And to that end, you know, because he says, you know, he was the most noblest amongst the god, the most worthy to be the title of king. And with that, and he says, as his older brother, I'm not going to give in to the mere king of men. And thus... He charges up with his spear held really high over him. And all the gods are trying to figure out what stance it is. And so Shin gets ready to deflect it. And so the narrator goes on to say it was an attack unleashed from an unusual stance by Hades known for the sturdiness of his spear. Hence, this wasn't a thrust, but the proper way of fighting with the spear. And we see his hand slips down and he's actually swinging the spear down. Well, not his spear, his bident. You know, it's a crushing downward swing, and we get the name of the attack, Smasher of Earth, Persephone Titan. And so, Shin goes on to Chiyo, armor form, Heavenly Hand of Defense. He's going to try and rebound the attack back at him. Ares comments on this, 
However, Hermes is like, no, I don't think so. And we see what's happening. Hades keeps pulling the attack down and he moves into his own attack. And he's saying, you know, try and take all of this, King of Men. And we see now the energy ripple, you know, and it looks like Shin's about to deflect it. However, Shin is getting pulled by the force of the swing. And thus Hades is actually pulling at the same time. And so he says, you know, I'm the king of the netherworld. Hades announcing this be crushed and slams Shin Shin Huang into the ground and flips over him. And, you know, he just turns around and it looks like Shin, you know, might have been killed by it. However, when they pan out, you realize it only banged him in the back of the head and he coughs up some blood. It looked like Heimdallir was going to declare him dead, but then he's like, oh, you're still alive. That's what Hades says. And he gets up and Shin notes that his bandana is soaked with blood and it's sticky. You know, boo how he disapproves of it. Hades is like, oh, so you're still in the fight, king of men. And Shin just goes, Momante. He takes the headband off and to that end, all the emperors of China bow in the stands. And thus he turns around and Shin says, okay, we'll, we will continue king of the netherworld. He's being a bit coy, but he's at least acknowledging him as a king. And we see Shin's eyes and they're, you know, they're actually really, they look soft, but fierce. You know, you, you have to read the chapter to see it. And that's the end of the chapter. So one interesting thing I kind of want to discuss is, so the beginning of this chapter, and I love Record of Ragnarok, how they do this, where they change the history of the world and basically say, oh no, like gods are real, you know, it is fictional, but they change it to where it's like, this is actually what happened. And in the case of Shin Shin Huang, we find out instead of performing some, you know, ancient religious rite of ancient China, he actually fought a god and beat him and presumably killed him because no one in the stands mentions or recognizes Chi Yo. And this leads me to one of two things. Either Shin killed him or he was a netherworld god. And thus, maybe Hades would be the only one that could recognize it, but even he doesn't. So it's kind of interesting. Maybe he's just like a super old god and Shin just killed him. And maybe the older gods are weaker. We don't know. But I think it's interesting to point out that Shin, before he developed the fighting style Chiyo, defeated a god, you know, and presumably killed him. So I would say that kind of gives him this edge with Hades. However, I think it's much more equal because Hades instantly realized what the heavenly hand of defense technique does. And so he has techniques in order to overcome and compensate for that. And so I think that's going to be really interesting. I think this fight, I would like to see the humans get the win because they have not been ahead. They've always kept time. They haven't been ahead. However, I kind of could see Hades pull off the win. I think it's very, very equal. This isn't like Buddha and Zerofuku where you know, random stuff came out of nowhere and all of a sudden yeah, uh, the most random stuff was happening in which, uh, what was his name? Uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember. Basically, uh, it was Mara was, it was the Japanese name of Mara. That's who was the one that showed up. 
I'm really trying to remember his name now. But with that said, I mean, there's nothing else I can really talk about. I, I can't wait for the next chapter to see what the uh, rest of the fight devolves into. Well, not devolves, but evolves into. With that said, I think it's interesting, though, that how as soon as the uh, eyes are exposed of Shin Shin Huang, all the Chinese emperors close their eyes and bow to him. I wonder what role they might play, but we'll see. They probably won't. With that said, this has been a Mandalorian Corp production. Finn McHale, signing out.